What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 17 of Dread and Drafts, the podcast where we discuss all things fear while we drink and review all things beer. I am John, and with me, as always, are my co-hostesses with the co-mostesses, Annie. Hello. And Jen. Hi there. So fresh and so... Paul? Spoiler alert. Incoming. Dating is hard. It's annoying, and it's a pain. Once you receive that dick pic, you know the whole thing's been in vain. So stop going for anyone and pick a person with some class. Someone who openly cooks for you and also eats your ass. Here's our review of Fresh. (laughs) That was a great... Great intro, John. Thank you. It took everything not to start laughing as soon as I started reading it. All right. So, top of the order. Who's drinking what? And what are we all drinking? We are all drinking Jackie O's Who Cooks for You. Because, as you know, any good date, I like date three, maybe four, is is cooking you a nice home-cooked dinner. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, personalized just for you. Just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, a hazy pale ale from Jackie O's, another local brewery. Um, dry hopped with citra and mosaic mm. hops. Pretty tasty. It is. It's a good hazy. You gotta love them hazies. It's decent. I'm not always a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not in love with it, but... But I will say it's also one of the few beers that were on the shelf that made any sort of sense. It's true, yeah. Yeah, Anna and I went beer shopping for this movie, and it was hard. There were not a lot of beers, because every time we do any recordings, we try to get a beer that kind of matches the name of the movie or something that happened in the movie uh, or even just the theme of the movie, and it is fucking hard sometimes. So this one, we found Who Cooks For You, and we're like, hey, Sebastian Stan does. So that's what we went with. All right, so, question. Could you? See, I don't have to finish it because you already know what the question yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Could you? I I don't know that I could. You couldn't eat people's? I don't think I could. Knowing it was people, at least? Yeah. I, I don't think I could. No? In that, in that scenario. Like I didn't say that scenario. That scenario, like, she was trying her best to get the fuck out of that scenario. Oh, well, yeah. That was the whole point of that. I'm saying as a generalization, like... If it were a thing, let's just say you live in a world where it happens. It's allowed. You knew what it was. Could you? Annie. Oh, yeah. No, no. No, Jen, I asked you, not Annie. You asked both of us. Uh, You first. I'm looking at you. (laughs) You first. I still, uh, unless it was like uh, life or death, like have to do this. So only a matter of life and death, would you? Yeah, okay. otherwise I think it would make me sick. Okay. Like, I don't think I would be able to. And? Yeah, probably. I mean... Good sandwiches, right? Right. <laughs> Never turn down a sandwich. No, I think um, in survival situations, but what, what would you consider what Noel was doing it for? Yes, it was definitely a survival so, situation. Yeah, definitely a survival um, situation there yeah. for her as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, if it weren't frowned upon, I mean... Uh, no, I'm saying not frowned upon. Not frowned upon. It still might be a moral choice for yourself. It's like, I mean, 
how some people don't eat meat as a generalization because they claim it's a moral choice. Cool, but it's meat. Yeah, I think... Um... And what is people but animal meat? For me, it'd be depending on the cut. I, I'm not big on fat. So like the tit meat, like she ate, no, it'd be out. It looked, it looked terrible. Yeah. It was mostly fat, obviously. Uh, hard no. Yeah, that looked awful. It looked raw too. Ugh. Not even cooked. Oh, I would think it'd be pretty tasty. I don't know. It'd be a lot of fat. I, I, I don't, I don't dig fat when I eat food. Like with roast, cut the fat off. I, mm, I don't. No. Mm. Like it's a texture. It's it not a taste. Perfect. It's a texture for me. It's delicious. It's where the flavor is. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. So what we're saying is Annie would be the most likely to eat a person, and Jen would be the least likely. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> sounds about right. That seems accurate. All right, so let's hop into fresh, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> so the beginning of this movie gave me some PTSD. From, from the dating world? The dating world prior to meeting John. Like, it was fucking bad out there, and they they checked it off. Like, like that was exactly how it fucking goes I, anymore. I really liked it. I really liked the... Uh, like, she had a shitty date yeah. right off the bat, and you're like, oh, girl, no. I thought of you when he was like, yeah, women in our uh, parents' generation oh, were more into femininity and, and whatnot, and I was just thinking, patriarchy. No patriarchy, <laughs> yeah. No, I think um, I really enjoyed that. Not that I've been in the dating scene for... A bit. A bit. A minute. <laughs> um, but, like, I I wouldn't want to do it through an app. I know I wouldn't. And I think, I don't think anyone's like, yeah, I definitely want to date people that I've never met before ever. I think, you know, you you do that in order to kind of broaden your, your, your net, mm-hmm. your uh, searching capabilities. But I think everybody would prefer to a certain degree to meet somebody at a like a chance encounter at the bar or uh just that uh that I think it would be most people's preferences to meet somebody based on like seeing someone across sure. the room or the only the only thing especially nowadays um you know there are very few places to right. physically meet people because like you either have people who have their fucking walls up because you know, they're at a gym, they're working out, they're not, right. and, you know, so there are very few appropriate public places to meet people. Which is why I really liked, I really liked, you know, all all of the, the first part of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. the awkwardness of going on a date that's been arranged online, um, just the god-awful date she was on. Yeah, that dude was a fucking turd. And I get it. Like, you don't know if it's going to be a successful date or not. Um, and so, like, expecting to go halvesies on the first date, I think, makes a certain amount of sense. But then for him to take the leftovers. Yeah. And... Yeah. Go halvesies on it. And then he takes hers as well. Yeah. He was just awful. Yeah. Oh, my. What a. My scarf. No, his or, brother oh. or oh, someone yeah. who's in town. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to take this leftovers. And then his fucking scarfs. And then she yeah. told them, too, out and said, shit. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> that dude was a douche. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very nice. And then, like, he called her stuck up. Yeah. Which, you know, 
That was just because he was uh, ass hurt that she turned him down, and that she was like, "Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work." Yeah, out. and then he and then he totally flipped it and was like, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> I was just being nice." Yeah, yeah, he's a cock. So, what's your worst dating story if you can remember back to before Ray? Back, back to the before times. I'm honestly, I don't have many dating stories because, like, you're not really dating dating when you go to do things together as a couple in college. Like, we just hung out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No no real stories. <laughs> John, I feel like I might know the... the oh, vacuum answer. mouth. Yeah, the vacuum <laughs> mouth. And not in, the, not in any type of a, a blowy good situation. Um, this chick literally fucking kissed like she was a fucking Hoover. Like, she put her entire fucking mouth around mine and sucked like she was a goddamn dementor going for my fucking soul. Like, trying to take every ounce of joy and happiness out of me. And it was the worst fucking thing ever. It was literally like, we were hanging out, watching a movie, and she had to get going. So, I was like, yeah, cool. So And we had hung out a couple times prior to this. And so, kissed, and that's what it was. And I was like... Oh my god, that was fucking terrible. But like, I'm too nice of a person to. I'm not gonna tell you that. But then I would later on. I was hanging out with my buddy Travis. It's a couple days later. I was hanging out with my buddy Travis and um, two of his friends, and we were gonna have we were having like a game night, and um, it was right before they actually had shown up at the house, and I was messaging her. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go take a shower, you know, and I'll, I'll you know, I gotta get ready. I got my buddies coming over, having a game night. I was gone. Maybe 20 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes. I had like eight missed fucking phone calls. All these text messages. Like, you know, you when you know when I text you, you better respond back. This isn't the type of person that I'm going to be dating. Like, first off, I'm not dating you. No. Second off, I ain't going to be dating you. And then I just fucking blocked her number. I, I was done. I was like, nope. Hard pass. I, I Our friend Justin uh, was recently telling me about some of the dates that he's gone on where the date showed up in like jorts for a first Ooh. date which is pretty daring what's wrong with jorts it's a it's a choice um no 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 let's fucking backpedal here what is wrong with jean shorts why have jean why, how come women can wear jean shorts but if a dude is wearing jean shorts it's like oh man look at those look at this dude in those jorts I was more picturing like the Daisy Dukes when she said that. No, then you say Daisy Dukes. Like the I don't I don't know the exact denim situation, but I think, you know, it was in a, a situation that would have called for something maybe a little bit more I mean, were they going less casual? Were they going out to eat somewhere? It, yeah, it was. Oh, first... I thought I thought he like just showed up at his house no, like just to hang out, no. and he's wearing jean shorts, and I'm like, oh come on! Like... It was a first date, and <laughs> oh, it was like, well, so I think it was just the fact that he showed up to a that's fair a planned event that's different, and and I believe either it was this guy or another guy that he was mentioning was wearing Crocs for a first date, which. I guess some people, they look at first dates as a very casual thing, but I would say it would depend on what the situation was of the first date, where you were going. See, the, th- the thing is, though, is a first date, you you wouldn't really be going to 
a place, I guess, where George or Crocs would be the norm. Because no. you're not going to the movies on the first date because no. then you're not getting to know the person because you're sitting there in fucking silence. Yeah, you're just sitting in uh, the dark and silence yeah. staring at a screen. So, no, I think it was the fact that it was kind of a dinner situation. Yeah, that's different. You're, this is a first impression. At like, l- the l- most important first impression I mean, you can have. At really. least, at le- if you're going to wear shorts, I mean, if it's summertime, and if you're going to wear shorts, totally fine, but, like, nice shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like fucking, uh, like, khaki shorts. Anything that's not cut off jeans. So you look groomed. Yes. Um, wear them cargo shorts, man. You got extra fucking pockets, too. For the, Yeah. I love cargo shorts. Yeah. I was actually just thinking back to, and I, I feel like I showed somebody a picture the other day of uh, our first date. Mm-hmm. And we went to get tacos, and then we went to an arcade, <laughs> um, which was perfect. It was, like, the best first date ever, obviously. But it was also in, like, early February. Yes. So I, I wore jeans, and I wore a R2-D2 t-shirt that said she wants the D2. Nice. <laughs> I made a decision that night that I'm like, screw it, I'm just going to be myself. And it's not like we're going anywhere fancy, so, like, I'm not going to be, like, super fancy or anything like that. Right, and, like, you dressed appropriate to the situation. Exactly. So. Like, we're going to get tacos and play arcade games. Like, I feel like if it's a a low-key situation, sure, jorts are fine. But if you're going out to, like, a nice dinner type thing, no. That's fair. Because you're trying to make a good first impression. The guy in the movie didn't make a huge attempt. I mean, maybe he dressed nice, but... No. That scarf was absolutely ridiculous. It was a little silly. (laughs) But I don't get that either, so... Which, I I don't know, really made me happy then when this casual meet-cute happened in the grocery store Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Sebastian Stan's character. Um, it was so awkward, but it, it was like it was in a funny, funny way. Like yeah. that's absolutely the situation that I would want. Obviously, knowing it's a horror movie, I'm like, oh, he creeps me out. The See, he bit. came off creepy to me, regardless of the the genre of the movie. He came off fucking creepy. He I... looked creepy. He looked like he was like vitamin deficient. Like he just looked terrible. Vitamin deficient. Yeah, I was like, I had to look him up because I was like, I I remember Anne said that he was somebody. And I'm like, who the fuck? And I looked up. Oh, it's Winter Soldier. He just looks. He he does not look healthy. Oh, I thought I thought it was cute. I thought it was a cute. This is why you would get abducted, Annie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's not incorrect, but yeah, I thought it was really cute. He's like, you have to try these grapes, and she's like, okay. And like she was slightly like, ah, this guy's mm-hmm. kind of weird, but also she was willing to overlook. The slight awkwardness, yeah, because it seemed like he was trying to make a genuine connection with her, and that's why she gave him the second chance with a date. And sure. I thought that was really cute, and absolutely why I would be the first to get kidnapped. <laughs> oh, you're offering me offering me food? Yes, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And like, uh, I thought I the, and then went to the bar, and that was really cute. And he didn't like call her bullshit on needing a million and a half cherries to go with her drink. No, the only bullshit I called from this scene is that just I didn't care for cinematography of where it's supposed to be like, this is going well, we're getting lost in the moment, and then they're showing just the most awkward, blurry angles of them. And I was like, this is dumb. I liked it, though, because I I think I was telling you this before, and you said Jen said this, but it was about, like, 
that awkwardness when things are kind of falling into place. Mm. It's not like totally organic. You're still like running into some weird, like, uh, I don't know, conversational pauses or like, what do I say to this new person that I don't really know, but that I'm, I'm getting to know on purpose. Like, it's just a weird situation to be in in the first place. And so I really kind of felt like the camera angles reinforced that for yeah. me. Yeah, same, same. I, I'm the odd one out, so it's fine. The kind of uh, camera angles made me want to puke. Like I didn't care for them at all. I was like, "This is bad," but to each their own. So. And then she's like, "I'm just gonna go for it." And then they made out. And then she took him back to her place. So. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then and then took his picture because you know had to send it to her for her know what I have to know everything friend. Well, and, and it's a good damn. It's a thing good that idea. She... Okay, but as a I'm not. Aside from creepy situations like this, sometimes you don't have to fucking tell your friend everything. I think you do, though. As a female. As a lady. It's more important to say. It's a safety thing. Yeah, it is a safety net. Okay. It's something but not everything. But to... not everything that people divulge to their friends is a safety net. It's also Because, a... like, when, whenever every single female is date, starts dating a dude, it always asks, someone always asks the question... Of dick size. Do they? Her sister did. Well, that's weird. When we started dating, you told me that Ange asked you. That's because Ange is an asshole. (laughs) See, I feel like this, though. Women talk about sex life more than guys do. Yes and no. Yes, they, they go into more detail than men do. Detail, and but the details are different than what men talk about. Yeah, men go, yeah, we had sex, we fucked. There you go. That's the, that's the whole story. Oh, did she have a nice ass? Did she have a nice tits? Usually something like that. Right, yeah. and that's not Which what... is very, I think, comparable to, oh, did he have a nice dick? Mm. Even <laughs> so, that's not even top of uh, the list when when it comes up in conversation. Okay, I how, don't think. When it comes but... up in conversation with females, what what is talked about? Put me on this side of the situation. All right. So we say, so did you, dot, dot, dot. And then and then they'll blush or something if they don't want to be up front with it. Or like, no, we totally smashed. And like, then you're finding out the details. Like, was it was it good? And so like you're asking, like, what were what was the outcome? Did uh, did you reach the peak or did you have to get a toy involved later on? Like we're asking these questions because while size does come into play, it's not like the thing we want to know first. It's, you know, did you have a good time? Did he take care of you? Did he make sure that you did first? Or did, did he actually stay over? Did right. He just, like, did he get snuggle right up afterwards? Off, so. Was there a wet spot that he took care of? What did he, you know, think about this in advance? Did he bring protection? <laughs> uh, like, these are the things. Were there candles? Was there nice music playing? Who gives a fuck? I do. Well, there are candles, and it doesn't matter. Is he putting forth the effort to show that he cares about you and not just getting laid? These are the questions that women want to know. Bullshit. Because I guarantee, on the opposite end of that, there are so many women that are disconcerned about going out and just getting laid as well, and don't care about the music, and don't care about all that extra shit. Well, right, but we're not talking about a one-night stand here. We're talking about getting to know somebody via dating. Like, this is more of an effort than just... You're telling me that women don't talk about just one night stands. No, we absolutely do, but it's in a different context. So what's the different context? 
So knowing if you're getting to know a guy. So, like, this is a guy she has mentioned to her friend already, right? Yeah. And she mentioned that they were going out. Now, the fact that she slept with him on the first date is kind of important. She felt that connection with him and comfortable enough to bring him home. But it wasn't that she was going out with the intention to just sleep with someone once. And so if you're doing that, yes, there will be different questions like how was it? Um, and, and then we don't care so much about the, the setting and the trappings of the situation. It's more about like, was it good? Did you come? You know, that kind of thing. Did he take you somewhere secret and then eat your ass? Well, in this case, yes. <laughs> um, but it, it's less maybe about the, the trappings of it. But in, in this movie, we, we are interested how they got there. Are they getting to know each other? So, like, the fact that her friend now wants to stalk him a little bit, it's not that you don't stalk one-night stands. I think it's more that um, we're assuming and she's hoping that isn't going to be just a one-night stand. Well, she went away with him, so... After she already fucked him, so therefore it is no longer just a one-night stand. It's no longer, but I think her goal, too, was to meet somebody well, nice. To obviously. Have a, to have a relationship Usually, it, Usually, if you're out on actual dating websites, not just fucking Tinder or whatever the fucking other ones are, where you just go on them to, to just fuck. If you're on an actual dating app, you usually, your ultimate goal is to find someone to date. Right. Sometimes. I... I ran into a lot of times, more often than not, where guys on there were still just looking to exploit that. Like, oh, somebody's on here for dating. They mm. really want to meet, but they actually just wanted to fuck. Women do it, too. It's true, yeah. But I think it is more important for women, whether they're going out for a one-night stand or entering the dating world with the intention of seeing someone more than once, it's more important for us to communicate, you know, to someone else, a roommate, a friend, mm -hmm. where we're going to be, how long we plan on being there, you know, do you need a check-in call? Um, I had a long time on my previous phone to this, Justin's murder alarm. It was for his first date uh, with somebody. <laughs> uh, and so at a particular time of night, it would go off and I'd be like, got to call Justin. Hey, how are things? Do you have an emergency in like five minutes? Or are you good? Like, Gotcha. Well, and the other thing, too, um, especially women are very protective of each other yeah. when it comes to that because they know how much of assholes I mean, if a, be. If and... a dude is an asshole, I think the biggest issue is where I think that a lot of women should just start going, no, fuck this shit, and just stop right then and there. Just just lemon law his ass. Yeah. And, and I, just get up and walk out. And I have done that. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, but so many people are afraid to. Afraid to, or it's not always socially. I think it's becoming more so, but it's not always as socially acceptable to just get up. You're supposed to give a guy a chance, you know? Like, nah. maybe he's just or, nervous. Or they make you feel like shit and call you out. Like, I bought you did. dinner. Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought we, you know, we had some. I bought you dinner. You owe me. Or they make you feel like shit, like you're just being a bitch, you're just being and, this. But even before you and get to that point. Gas, the gaslight. Yeah. Well, then she should I mean, if he would have done something like that, like if I was in her situation and he said something like that, knowing that I put on, I went halvesies on this fucking food and dickhead in the fucking scarf was taking it all, and he says something like that, I would have knocked that shit out of his fucking hand and stomped all over it. Enjoy that, motherfucker, and walked away. 
Yeah, but I think, I again, I think it goes back to the lived experience of women. Even in a situation like that with the man with a scarf, she still made an effort to be polite to him because it's safer to be polite. She didn't shut him down in no uncertain terms. Like she tolerated like a hug outside or whatever, mm. a handshake. Like it wasn't like she was like, fuck you, bye, because we're trained societally to be nice that that's the safest easiest way out of a situation is to tiptoe backwards yeah that's that, that i guess that i guess that's fair and mm-hmm. that is the that is the uh you know you, then they worry about the dude getting violent and shit like that if they right. say no and right well that's i mean i had that happen to me yeah we were talking about the bad experiences yeah. i had a dude i was only dating for like two weeks i went out on maybe two three dates with him uh, first red flag was, oh, we're going to grow your hair out. I'm like, we're not doing nothing, motherfucker. Because um, I've always had short hair, and I like it that way. And just kind of very controlling. I was just like, mm, no, this isn't working out. So after two dates, I kind of messaged him that. And I didn't feel like we were close enough. I didn't even say think we were in a relationship of any right. sort. It just We went out on two dates. Um, and I said, I'm sorry, no, I, you know, I don't want to hang out where I don't think this is going to work out. Literally, he lived about an hour away. He was at my house within 40 minutes, oh, banging no. on the door, threatening and saying, I know you're in there, trying to break the door down, uh, pissed off because I rejected him. And so I grabbed my gun. I opened the door. I stuck it in his face and I said, what do you want? <laughs> Realistically, I probably should have just called the cops, but I was like, nope, mm-mm. Yeah. Realistically, you should have shot him in the kneecap and dragged him down to your creepy basement you had at that house and then hung him up by his fucking ankles and slowly cut pieces off of him. <laughs> the funniest thing was, though, he backed off real quick after that, and then he started crying. He's like, I, I just, I love you, though. And I'm like, dude, we've been, we been on two dates. Like, what the hell? But, like, what about any of your encounters made him feel comfortable getting in his car and driving? To right. See, like, and, and and maybe another situation, another example in that of, of our societal training is that you felt you owed him some sort of explanation in the first place of, like, I don't think this is working out instead of just fucking blocking him. Mm-hmm. Like, a dude might be tempted to do. For guys, it's so easy. You're just like, oh, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and we feel like we owe an explanation that, you know, uh, we, the niceties. Well, you know you, you know you don't now. It's 2023. You don't, don't owe an explanation. You don't owe an Rise explanation. Rise up in the cafeteria and yes. stab him with your fucking plastic yes. spork. You don't fuck owe that motherfucker. any explanation. If you no. have a bad feeling, get the fuck out. Yeah. If he's rude, or get the fuck out. Or if you get to the point where you feel uncomfortable, right. like he might get violent. You excuse yourself, go to the fucking bathroom, text 18 of your fucking friends, have them all show up. But I think that's, the, yeah. And the that's the why biggest I... thing is, you know, anymore, don't let motherfucker meet in a, in a, in a public mutual place. Right. Don't let him come to your house. Right. If you, especially if you live on your own, if you have roommates, maybe it's different, but even not the first time. But the biggest thing is like, people are more openly disgusting than they were 10, 15 fucking years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of social media and all that shit. Kill them. No. Kill them all. <laughs> Take harvest so, their fucking meat. Speaking of social media, I think that was also something that really cued her friend in to be like, hmm. This he is doesn't, weird. He has zero social media. Slightly weird. And, and you could see that as a, oh, I can't stalk him. Or you could see that as a, 
okay, it's a little different. I can't, like, nobody can find him. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't know what to think of it. Like, it she is, was a little paranoid from the get-go. It is weird. This movie was 2022, so let's say 2021, if that's when they recorded. But it is weird for any more that someone doesn't have a single social media of any sort. Whether he, and it's, he's a doctor, so like a LinkedIn, there a should professional. at least like, have been yeah. like a LinkedIn or like on the hospital website or yeah. something like yeah. that, but nothing. And but, then I mean his way of uh, and then his way when they're at her at his place. Oh my god! Off, so okay, fucking where, creative. Where it's like, hey, we're gonna go here, but oh my god, traffic is terrible. We're gonna go to my house for the night, and then we'll leave early in the morning. His house, meanwhile, is fucking hours to get to. Well, I think they were headed some because I Holiday Valley. Where were they headed? Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove. But he said they were going to go there till the morning, and so I'm expecting this motherfucker's house is close, and it's not. Well, they were supposed to be in Portland, right? So, but it still took because he picked her up, and the sun was still out, and they get there, and it's dark. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't super mad about that. I was because I'm like. At what point do you it, go, where the fuck is your house at, dude? It was kind of a red flag a little bit, so. Middle uh, fucking nowhere. Yeah. No cell service, of course. And then, you know, you get your second red flag that when she asks for Wi-Fi, he's like, oh, yeah, no cell service. It must be out. And then just, like, bypasses the question. And then you see the tooth in the fucking photo or the painting. The painting. Was there? There was a in, tooth. In one of the leaves, oh. there's a human tooth that's chilling in it. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's what she started to focus on, and then he brought her drink over, and then he's like, oh, I bet you can't taste what's in here. Oh, can and, you can you guess the sip. flavor? Huh, is it this? It's Rufy's. No. Sip again? Rufy's well, I mean, is the secret what a, flavor. So what a, what a terribly clever way to get her to drink the whole fucking drink, though. Yeah. Guess the flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you can't guess. Yeah. That that was sneaky. I said, wow, Noah's really bad at handling her alcohol, isn't she? One drink and she's out. What's that line from? Oh, it's, uh, I'm thinking of Chicago. Some men can't handle their arsenic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what immediately comes to mind. But, no, I think he was kind of clever at the way he did it. Yeah. And he didn't, like, up until that moment, she was not at all alarmed. No, because like even when she, even when they like the camera showed her with blurry vision, he was still having a casual conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I, I think that was really skillfully done, and and shows that he's done this numerous times mm-hmm. previously. So when she yeah. even woke up and she's like, "Huh, oh, did you have a nice sleep? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, like, like she was confused and 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 honestly not expecting anything. No, um, so." Skillfully done, I thought. Uh, House had a nice setup for, you know, Mm -hmm. what he needed it for. By the name, I kind of assumed, okay, cannibal type movie, but I also wasn't expecting, I guess, everything with it. I Um, wasn't actually expecting cannibal or, or meat harvesting from the title. I was actually... Even the situation was thinking more like human trafficking oh. or sex trafficking. And then... As and it's, a, I'm going to sell your meat I'm going to sell your meat. And your hair. And your hair and your croutements. Um, so, I mean, you way to... that w- word. <laughs> I do. Way to capitalize on a situation, though. Like, not only are you selling the meat, but you're also selling, like, the story. Yeah, he's selling the story, but... but 
when it comes to capitalizing on it, he is making that fucking money because he is selling it to the 1% of the 1%. So, like, these are the richest motherfuckers, and he is making a bank. It's the last taboo, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. But damn. I, I really liked it, and then from this point, I just, I just liked it in general. And, and like, everyone is deeply fucked up in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It um, gets a little goofy, like. You see him carving the leg, and he's, like, dancing in the kitchen like anybody who cooking would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because to him, it's not some heinous act. No. It's just cooking. He 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 is so far gone from any, like, attachment to this is human meat that to him, it's fucking pork. It's, yeah, it's Long just pig. meat. Like, yeah. I've, he, I've danced with a chicken. I <laughs> dance every time I'm in the kitchen. So whether I'm cooking or doing dishes, I'm dancing and singing. So... I was like, all right, all right, I'm jonesing with him right now. Like, he's cooking, I dig it. We've posed like chickens. (laughs) Uh, Early on in the pandemic, uh, Giant Eagle chickens stopped being packaged by like Purdue or the meat packing, Mm -hmm. and they were sending more meat to get just processed in the stores. So uh, we bought a chicken one time. It was in the cellophane wrap, like painting, you know. Paint me like one of your French girls? Your French chickens, yeah. It was really funny. It was like reclining on its side. One arm was like up and like, it was really That's amusing. It was really funny. And that's it, the one you bought? Yeah. That's the one I would have had to Clearly, buy Clearly, so, like yeah, you're like, well yeah. this, this chicken well, this has is, a lure. This is the fancy chicken, yeah, so we're getting I, this chicken. About all these other chickens, this one, this one speaks to me. Uh, so, she kind of forms a bond with her her co-cellmate Penny. Penny, yeah. And I knew who Penny was as soon as I heard her voice. Yep. You did? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I heard her voice, I'm like, that sounds like the main character from that show on Netflix, Kim's Convenience. And it was. I haven't watched that one. Oh, dude, it's so funny. It's really good. It's It's, hilarious. uh, It takes place in Canada, and it's the uh, this family where the parents own a convenience store, uh, and they're Korean, uh, and it is so fucking funny. And as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, got it. Who made that show? I don't remember. But it's hilarious. It's really funny. But yeah, as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, that sounds like her. And it was. And- no. Andrea Bang? <laughs> I, I, I guess. Yeah, that's an amusing name. <laughs> that one? Yep, that's her. Yep. Anyways, so she does some stupid shit. She tries to, she is smart at first because he's like, she said, oh yeah, I just want to get a shower, convinces him. And she's kind of looking around, getting her bearings and whatnot. And she should have just continued to do that to like, okay, get an idea. How am I going to escape? But no, she attempts to overtake him with handcuffs on and gets knocked the fuck out. But I I think she panicked and I, I can't say I would have done any different in her situation like you. You're, like, trying to play it cool, and then you're seeing weird shit, and, like, you just want to be out of that situation. So she, like, ah, and then maybe you you, you pull the trigger too soon yeah, on your plan to escape. So not ideal, but I can't say that I would have maintained my cool and gotten my shower. and Yeah. But then, then she got her ass eaten as a direct result of not behaving. Yep. He literally took off her butt cheeks. Which... I guess I, I'm curious, like, how much of her butt he took. Was it, did he take, because I don't think you can walk, right, without. I think he probably just took the the fattiest bits 
probably just like a clean shave across to where then she'd be flat assed. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Because I was looking at her in the dress later on in the movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they they fucked up because then you could still see her ass cheeks essentially. Oh yeah, she had yeah. bandages. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Okay, so could be bandages, could be that he put something there. He's a plastic surgeon to that's fair. I mean, fill she, it in for the time being. She had a pretty easy time sitting down though for like not long after. Yeah, it, it was like okay, so it must not hurt that bad. Well, then I was also curious, like his method of harvesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Did he p- give her an epidural? He did. He yeah. said he did, yes. He yeah. said he gave her an epidural so she wouldn't feel it. So that's kind of smart, right? You don't want to contaminate Well, the... he was a f- he wanted to keep her alive and f- as fresh for as long as possible. Right, right, right. So that is the whole thing. So, like, he is an a, a surgeon that knows what the fuck he's doing. So he's doing the surgery as if he would be on a person who they wouldn't be eating. And... Well, not only that, but also, like... Well, he's, he made mention of, like, something spoils the flavor of the meat, like mm-hmm. fear and unhappiness. Yeah. yeah, so that made sense to me. And I think the method of harvesting using, you know, more of an epidural as opposed to a systemic drug that would flavor the meat or give it an, give off, it an off-putting taste. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought that was smart. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Then uh, with the friend investigating and finding the wife, that one did kind of surprise me. I did not think she was in on it until I the very last second. I figured that out as soon as the as the wife sat down and lifted her leg. Because anyone else who crosses their leg, you just cross your leg. But she took a minute and lifted her right leg and crossed it over. And I was like, in my head, I was like, that's a fucking fake leg. See, and then I, I start, it already started going. I'm like, she's probably one of his ex-victims. He fell in love with her or something like that. And then shortly after, it proved true. So I would have liked to learn more about her in this situation. Because my first thought was, oh, maybe she was the one who wrote in the book, like, if you're reading this, he likes you. You know, keep at it or whatever. But it wasn't. It wasn't. But then, like, okay, yeah, was it, like, a Stockholm Syndrome? Was it she and him were together and she, for the money, voluntarily gave up her leg? No, I think I think... It was a, it started off very similar as a, like, how Noah's situation started, but except for this lady actually fell, was, fell for him yeah. as a captor, and then he therefore fell for her. Probably very similar, like, hey, she, she's in the what I'm into, and shit, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then they had two kids together, and then you kind of wonder, like, oh, what happened to their kids after this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's it's hard to say because we don't have any backstory. It's not without precedence. There's really not a huge connection to the wife, though. I mean, honestly, as a, she is a side character, as side characters get, just like Ponytail, the meat delivery guy. It, he's a side character. Like, he's yeah. still alive. He's in the house somewhere, you know? So, mm-hmm. But, like, Hannibal. Um, so the TV show Hannibal came out, I don't know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Great um, fucking show. Great show. But uh, his psychiatrist... He ate her piece by piece, mm-hmm. and she helped eat herself, which was weird. But um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I never watched it. It's such a good show. It it was very good. You would like it. Um, I'll probably never watch it then. <laughs> See, that's usually what it does. What it happens. You will like this. I'm just saying you would probably. Like I'm just. It. I'm just saying it. it was a good show. Every th- every meal that was prepared. Looked appetizing and delicious. 
Um, Mads Mikkelsen, great actor. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else he's in. I know the name. Oh, uh, he's the bad guy in what? Goldeneye? No, no not Goldeneye. Not Goldeneye. <laughs> Shit. One uh, of the other 007 movies. The um, Casino Royale. Yeah. What else? Uh, uh, he was in a Valhalla. You might not have seen Valhalla. He was. He's in a straight to Netflix or something. Um, something. Mads more. Mikkelsen, you said. Yeah. yeah. Very selective. On Looks his familiar. Roles. He's very selective on his roles. Oh, he I think he was in Doctor Strange also. Uh, he was the bad guy in Doctor Strange, yeah. and apparently he was in all the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah. I know why I know him now. Yeah, he was the father of yeah. uh, Jin in Rogue One. He was yes. Jin Erso's father. Yeah, he was. That's yeah. why I know him. He's the one who actually made the plans for the... <laughs> to, yeah. to destroy the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also the younger... Uh, shoot. Um, what's his name? The one Dumbledore was... Grindelwald? No. Yeah, he was Grindelwald. I thought that was Johnny Depp. In the first two... First one. One. And then it became Mads. What? Did it? Yeah. Oh, he was Grindelwald? Yeah, in the last one. I never saw past the first one, so I don't know if the other two were good or not. I'd like to see them. But then I just found out, so totally off topic, I just found out that Chris Columbus, who directed the first two of the Potter movies, uh, is coming back. And he, they are directing a. He's going to be doing a Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh shit! Uh, that screenplay one that they did as yeah, a play. Yeah. They're turning that into a, a movie. Cool. Yeah. I don't remember where the fuck we were. <laughs> we were talking about fresh, and then we got off topic. Yeah. Because <laughs> Hannibal, and then we ran with it. We we're like food. It looks John, amazing. John and Annie took you off on a tangent. What? Yeah. Strap in for that long trip. What? <laughs> so anyway, she she knows she screwed up, gets her ass eaten, but not in the in the in the good ass eating. Not way. in the good ass eating way. <laughs> ate, ate, yeah, ate, ate the, the the cheekers. But then, um, the but then she like she's behaving. Yes, and he are he already likes her. Like oh, for sure it did because he fucked her. So. Then she gets magazines, and then she she gets that note of encouragement from the magazine, and mm-hmm. she knows she's got to like step up her game you a little play bit. Ball. Well, and Penny even said like, "Oh, you slept with him. None of the other girls have slept right, with him. Right, right. Like he must actually like you." And I think that's the same situation with the wife. And then the wife realized that there was when Molly said that they slept together and saw the picture of him in bed. She realized like, "Oh, my husband's fucking him," and he probably hadn't done that since her. Yep. And that's why she went raging Cajun and showed up at other house. Yeah. And then found all of his shit, his wedding ring and his phone with all of her phone calls from her in the box. And then she lost it even more because she, I mean, she had the breakdown in the shower. Mm-hmm. So. What? 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 His wife, Anne. Yeah. What about? I don't think she showed up anywhere else. She did. She came to the other house. No, she didn't. And then Molly yeah, bashed did. her fucking face in with a shovel. Yep. Because uh, at she, the end, that's what I'm talking end, about. Yeah. For that though, I think I think she knows about this side business. Like, no, no, no. She, but but I think when Molly had told when she Molly showed up at their home with the children. Yeah. When Molly showed up there and showed her the picture of him. Yeah. He was naked in bed. That was unexpected for her. And I think then she realized that like he is fucking somebody, and he normally, according to Penny, he doesn't do that. 
Yeah, I think she's definitely suspicious about that. Yeah. And I think insecure also. Insecure also, for sure. I mean, of course, I mean, you can only be so insecure if you haven't got a leg to stand on. Wow. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. It's okay. I can joke about that because she's a shitty person, too. That's true. She was kind of a cunt. She's not very nice. Mm. But I, she's in on the business, too. So, you know, she knows the delivery guy when she gets to that property. Um so it's not it's not news to her that this is happening in that house, but I think it's news to her that uh, Hannah farted again. It's not great. <laughs> it smells a little bit like burning. I really feel that like Hannah wants to more and more of herself in this podcast. Uh-huh. It starts off like back when we first started this podcast. Grunting. Hannah was just in the background, like uh-huh. always in like the recliner, <laughs> and we don't have Hannah's recliner anymore. And so now she hangs out next to, and she's always trying to get beer. So you hear her grunting and making noises. And now she's under the fucking table and just, just farting up a storm. Farting away. It smells like um, burning rubber. <clears throat> See, I don't smell it right now. So I'll, uh, I'm thankful for that, that it's staying on your side of the table. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So they, uh, I don't know. So I think uh, Sebastian Stan's character def- wants to make a connection. Yeah. And he's very excited about it. Like, when he's cooking for her, he's super excited he's about it. He's talking about, like, the flavors and, like, the, the difference and, like, why it's special. Well, I mean, like, and he also, when he said, when he told her, you know, and I cook for you, and, and I, you know, and I, he kind of didn't want to, like, you know, stroke his own ego, but he was like, I'm a pretty damn good cook. Right. Like, and when when you when someone is, is a cook like that, to where they talk about flavor profile, they they goof off and they dance and sing in the kitchen. That is a person that actually enjoys cooking. Yeah. So he didn't just enjoy being a sick motherfucker and chopping people up for money and for food. He actually did enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. In another life, man, he could have been a just a regular. He could have been like Gordon Ramsay. Well, like my question is, how did he first encounter people meet? Yeah, they never said that. He said he was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And but then didn't he really go, didn't go too far into it. What on earth was he doing? I think we need a fresh two. Like a like a like a prequel, yeah. Prefresh, a prefresh, not that so I... fresh, right? Aged. Or fresher? No, it wouldn't be fresher because that'd be a later one. <laughs> it'd have to be like it'd have to be a pre. Fresh to death. <laughs> <laughs> the freshening. I don't know. Um, Can we talk about the Baphomet symbol? They're say they're. I think it's like some cultist, Satanist collaboration. On the I think it was on the, the plate. On, on the plate. That one scene they showed it yeah. very quickly. As she took her first bite, and she kind of like got a visual or a, a flash of like all these different things. But I think that's um, just forbidden knowledge. Like it might be like not like the forbidden fruit, not supposed to be eating people. Right, not supposed yeah. like it's something that society tells us is wrong. But if you don't attach right or wrong to anything Mm -hmm. you just do things for knowledge and and the consumption of knowledge then yeah consumption of something yeah in this case knowledge is people knowledge is people Uh. (laughs) their flavor profile exactly i think um that that's more what it said to me not so much the the other end like as a cultist like ritual not actual religion not religion or uh, ritual or anything like that just um not supposed to be doing this type of deal. Yeah, yeah, like just ignoring taboos and doing what you want. 
I do think she did a, a good job of playing the scenario, getting to know her surroundings, seeing where the knives were, everything, and then obviously eating the meat and kind of pretending, and then she goes and throws it up afterwards. And she so. only threw it up because it was people. And not because it tasted bad, because I think, you know... It looked good. It, it looked, looked it looked like a tasty ass fat fucking meatball, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. With a little cheese on it. Oh, that's all it was missing. Just a little bit of cheese. Just a little. <laughs> and of course, that goddamn sprig of fucking parsley on top. Just the. We were talking about. We were talking about parsley herbs. and how and how how people over garnish. How people yeah. think that sometimes. You, we were talking about like how. Like, some people make elote, and they're just like, all the cilantro. So then all it tastes like is cilantro, whether cilantro tastes like cilantro to you or cilantro tastes like soap. Either way, that's it's such an overpowering thing because people are like, you can never have too much cilantro. You can absolutely you can. have too much cilantro. Yeah, sometimes less is better. Less is more. And a lot of people overdo it. But that meatball... It looked good, but it was lacking. It definitely needed some fucking cheese on it, whether it be some type of a powder cheese. Oh, he did or, a quick. He did a quick it grate. It needed more. It did. It, it did. did it, it was it, because as soon as he started grating it, it started melting and it started blending in. And I was like, No, no, no! You need to cheese that, sir. Keep going. Yes, I'll tell you when to. St- I'll say when. Okay. <laughs> fucking like, ha- half the like brick of, of cheese yeah, later. Olive, olive Garden. <laughs> when. Yep. When. When. Um. Where's my sprig of parsley? <laughs> I, I did laugh. Out loud with the breast meal when <laughs> you save the breast to last. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a hearty chuckle at that. She should have said you save the breast for last because it's the best for last, as Norma was saying. And she yeah. said till last. For last. It would have mm. been a little bit would, more punnier. Would have been better. Just this much better. This much better. But she, I mean, she ate the whole meal. She like, did, and and she didn't look like she hated it at all. It even was probably delicious. knowing that she was eating boob, it didn't look good. It didn't. As soon as oh. I saw it, I was like, oh, it's because it but was. But the boob was the second thing. The was, first thing was like pate. Ooh, that looked also. No, gross. that was technically the yeah, boob was uh, in that meal. But like, I don't know what the um, the meatball was. That was no, just ground. That was the first. That was the first meal. But for the boob yes, meal, yes, yeah. The, like the starter he, was pate. Yeah. And he and she was like, oh, I thought it would have been like joy or something like that, and that was right. that was Melissa. Yeah. And she made kind of a joke out of it. Boring. <laughs> she was she was playing playing to her audience. Yeah, she was. Yep. And she played that motherfucker like a fiddle, man. She did real good. Because then he's like, hey, I got you. You know, he's like, it took on a straight up date. And then she went to go, you know, was like, oh, man, you're such a good cook. Such an amazing person. Got to suck your dick. He's like, cool beans. And she didn't. She did he, not. He called it before it happened. And uh, as soon as it happened, I was like, yes, fucking yes. Like, yep. it, it made me happy. That Bit his shit. Bit his dick off. I don't know if she bit his dick off or his balls, but something down there is no longer down there. Yeah. I would assume dick, but... I would think the penis, because he didn't bleed out. Yeah. But, yeah, she... I mean, yeah, there was there was no there was no pretending there, man. That and shoving the toothpaste in his eyes, like... That would sting, too. Mm-hmm. Well played. That was well probably, played. like, the worst thing in that bathroom that would have fucked up his vision any... But, I mean, you bit his dick off. I would have been worried about my vision, like... Yeah, he was he was not happy, and then she goes and she rescues her friends. Like that's a yeah. really courageous thing to do. Yep, rescued Molly, rescued Penny, 
the tough thing so that that's also tough for my survival thing like okay do i have time to rescue them or should have she had just ran out of the house left and gone to get help yeah um because i mean he wouldn't have gotten too far by himself no once she bit his cock off he wasn't moving fast at all no um no but they still had that epic battle in the kitchen that was kick-ass like those three women man molly beat the living shit out of him she punched that motherfucker like a son of a bitch with the meat tenderizer that was fucking great and to me i was like oh shit why go get the women why go get the women first and not grab a weapon first but it still worked out so to me i would have grabbed a weapon first and then went to go get them but but i think she had planned all along and i think building that into her plan to go mm-hmm. rescue the the other people I there i think the i think the only fault in that whole situation was rescuing penny before the dude was dead like rescue molly come she, back for penny she didn't know molly was there though she did she, did. she, went she right saw the phone yeah. She saw the phone, and so at that point she did, but prior to no, that, prior to she that, didn't no. know. But then knew Molly was there, so then, you know, she rescued Molly, though, and then she should have, I mean, knowing that Penny only has a fucking leg, save Penny for later. Go get her afterwards. She also, I don't think she knew that that's what Penny was missing. Nah, that's fair. Penny just said, I'm slowly being eaten, like, right, she, didn't, she didn't know what was missing, technically. Well, and then when you see her, I'll be back. <laughs> go uh, get the motherfucker first. You already bit his dick off. Go get something. But I, I, I think that again, this is a situation where she's scared. She just wants to get out of yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's a fight or fight thing. It's and terrifying. Yes, but you know the fact she had the wherewithal to make an attempt on any of it yeah. is impressive, um, and that she didn't plan on being lethal. I can't say that I would. And That's fair. Like, make a plan to be lethal. I just, I don't think that that would come up until, like, that moment and you're you're going to cross the line or you're not. Yeah. And I don't think she had the tools. Neither does he. He doesn't, <laughs> not anymore. Um, so, yeah. And then and then they, they have that epic battle in the kitchen and they, they get outside. Why is he outside? Because uh, they ran outside. They ran outside. So he and went, he's still chasing them. He's looking. Yeah. He knew. He knew that they ran outside, but didn't know where. So he goes out and he starts screaming and then firing his gun. And then Paul's like, "Oh fuck this shit!" And he leaves because Paul's like, "Coming to the rescue." And then here's gunfire. And Paul's Never like, mind. "Nope, fuck this. Nope, you're on your own." Self-preservation yep. right there. <laughs> um, Paul was the ball bartender. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Paul was the bartender. But yeah, and then that motherfucker got done in. Because they kicked the shit out of him, and then well, I kicked him, and Noah then Noah shot him right in the fucking well, head. Well, but then she's like, "Smile me, for yeah, me," which me I love. Smile. Yeah. So. Yep. Shot him right in the fucking head, and then she goes back for, for phone? her fucking phone. Well, because she I, needed to call. I think to call for help. But for help. no one's phones were working out there. Somehow hers was. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah. No one's phones were working. If you were going to grab a phone, take his. Yeah. And he's right there. I don't know, but then she encounters... His pants were around his ankles. He, she, They encounter Anne in the woods? Anne, yeah. yeah. Well, she encounters Anne. Yeah. The other two are off, like, still waiting. And she encounters Anne and then leaves Penny there because she hears the fighting. Yeah. And then uh, Molly runs up and just 
jacks this bitch with a shovel. Yeah. I laughed at the, who the fuck was that? That was his wife. He was married. <laughs> well, like, again, chef's yeah. kiss. Like, yeah. Yeah. When, you're, when you're deconstructing a relationship, like, you're listing all the problems, and he was married. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what but, a terrible surprise in any relationship. I guess a plot hole would be at the end, of, very end of the movie, it was somebody sexting her, hey, you up? And that shows her phone was working for some fucking reason. It shouldn't have been because... She had no service the entire drive. Yeah. Or there. So just one one little hole. Yeah. Well... Well, a couple little ones throughout, but it overall... Stellar movie. Yeah, it was it was really Stellar. good. I, I really I really enjoyed it. I really liked that they played the whole like the whole thing up with modern dating and like yes. the pitfalls that are associated with it. And I love that like the you up thing is the last thing we see because it's just like the <laughs> next idiot that she's gonna yep. interact with or not. Like, was it scarf guy? I don't know. <laughs> or was it dick pic guy? Right. Who can say? Yep. Um, but I I really enjoyed it front to back. I was excited <laughs> that it was about. Uh, cannibalism, love it. Love to have a movie about it. <laughs> like, okay, so zombies done all the time, vampires done all the time, cannibalism. That's fair. It's not not so done. much. And I think that people tend to avoid cannibalism because when people think of like, um, they instantly go to like a lot of the series, like Jeffrey Dahmer and shit. Yeah. They're like, oh my god. So it's that they look at that and it's like, yeah, but as a movie, as a horror movie, it's few and far between. Where it's just about something like that. And they took the act of cannibalism and they made it to be not just a forbidden thing, but they made it to be like the rich people do it. Like the rich of the richest of the rich. Yeah, not not only is it taboo, but it's it's only accessible to the the very powerful, yes. the very rich. And I kinda like that. Yeah. Uh it was I mean, certain things about it reminded me quite a bit of Hannibal or mm-hmm. Um, well, I think any 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 cannibalistic movie is going to take you back to Silence of the Lambs. Sure. Or even just movies with, like, rich people entire entitlement, like um, Squid Games. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of Squid Games in the fact that in that show, a lot of it was dealt with, like, basically rich people betting. So... I mean, and, and to a degree, like, yes, he kind of vetted his meat and made sure that, one, she didn't have family. She didn't have a lot of friends. She yep. had one close one. And so he found that out uh, through the context of asking dating questions, things that may or may not come up in a typical. And mm-hmm. some things you might like, oh, that's a weird question to ask. But you're also just going through the process of trying to meet somebody. Yeah, they they, they should have showed, like, it would have been kind of funny. If they showed someone dressed as, like, when they're showing, like, the rich people eating the meat, if they showed, like, famous people that are, like, if they if they would have see, showed something that kind of looks like the back of Donald Trump oh, or, gosh. like, Elon Musk or something like that, because they're both <laughs> shitty human beings as well. So, like, if they would have shown something, that would have been great. That kind of would have been amusing. But yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking about another movie where you were saying about, like, just the rich people kind of doing so much and getting away with it. Uh, like that uh, Peel movie, uh, Get Out. Rich people getting away with yeah. shit that you shouldn't be getting away with. Taboo yeah. bullshit. Get Out or yeah. um, uh, the the other one that I, I we're going to watch later on, but Ready or Not. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, 
But yeah, she hasn't they, seen it yet. So. I haven't, but There's, same type of situation. Same I'm assuming. type of rich situa- people, rich people being who have no, no even question that they're going to get in trouble mm-hmm. or they're going to get caught or something well, bad's going to happen to them because they are, they're too wealthy. They a lot of these, this. a lot of these horror movies over the past, you know couple of decades that have to do with rich people getting away with shit they they go back to um the world's greatest game which is a short story which is about rich people hunting people yeah it's or i feel like there's at least been a couple movies in the past little while that Mm -hmm. have tapped into that too there was a movie in the early 90s that was actually a comedy movie um and i can't remember who the the guy was that was the hunter but the guy being hunted was John Leguizamo. <laughs> um, I don't remember for the life of me what the hell the movie was called. Oh, The Pest. I think it was called The Pest. I could be wrong, but it's John Leguizamo, and it was so fucking hysterical. He's being hunted by this super rich fucking white dude, and he's like this thwarting all of his bullshit. It was outstandingly funny. Yeah, I think there was... One mate, Hillary something, Hillary Swank was in it, mm. where they essentially woke up in a field with, like, handcuffs and, like, a gag or something, and then they, they found weapons, but then people were shooting at them, like, they were, oh. they were, they were part of a, a hunt. Okay. But yeah, like, any, and so many reasons, but I think a lot of times it doesn't take the form of being uh, cannibalism. Yeah. So I thought this was unique in that respect. And I really enjoyed it. And the ending just made me happy. It was cathartic and like you were just so happy that those women fought back. They and fought back. Got their fucking revenge and kicked the shit out of them. And it was, you know, and they and they peppered humor in it throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like he was married. Like that's just like that's the least of your fucking concerns. <laughs> but it comes up and it's like, ugh. Chef's kiss. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> all right. So I think that wraps up another episode. So I hope you guys all enjoyed. Join us next time while we review our first movie for our foreign movie month. Yeah. The Devil's Backbone. Whoop, whoop. And allow me to leave you with these words. Pour your own fucking drinks when you're around people that you hardly fucking know. <laughs> if there's strangers around and there's some type of thing that you are going to ingest, don't let it out of your fucking sight. I think that's common play nowadays, but obviously... Don't let your guard down. Go listen to your gut, please. It comes down to it. Have a friend who knows where you off. are. Have a murder alarm for your friends. Have a gun on your nightstand. Work oh. for me. We'll catch you guys next time. Stay safe. Bye-bye.